for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Here is your host, Rob Carson. Glad to be back on the air talking to you guys, and I have much, much, much to share. <laughs> It was uh, it was an amazing weekend for me. I, I actually went to New York City for the very first time. I know it's uh, it sounds very uh, I don't know uh, uh, colloquial of me to say yeah I've never been to New York, but I, I got out of college. I just kind of went to work. I never had spring break, and uh, I didn't get. I haven't had a chance to travel a lot. I've been to a lot of cities in America. I've been to uh, L.A. and Chicago and Dallas and you know all sorts of places, but I just had never been to New York City. And I and I went and I. Uh, you know, try not to look like a tourist, but it's very obvious when you, you're you in New York and you're staring up at the buildings and you're just, I had a smile on my face that I could not uh, get rid of. I was looking up and I was like, oh my God, the Newsmax studios are right near the Chrysler building. So I go to the Newsmax studios, I hang out, I get to meet a lot of really cool people at Newsmax. And then I said, hey, listen, I'm just going to tool around. I didn't, really didn't expect to tool around. I had about six or seven hours until I had to go to the airport in LaGuardia. And, uh, and so they said, but just go up to 50th Street and go left. And so I, I went left. Uh, the first time in my life I've gone left. <laughs> uh, that said, I, I went left and I walked and all of a sudden I find myself on uh, Wall Street. And, and then I find myself on, on Broadway. Okay, so I, I see myself on Broadway, which is uh, absolutely amazing. And then, I, you know, all of a sudden I see that I'm on Times Square. I'm on Times Square. Can you believe it? And uh, so I, I went to uh, Times Square. I walked around. I looked for my friend, uh, the Naked Cowboy. I got to know him in Cincinnati. Um, it didn't get a chance to see the Naked Cowboy. But I did see, uh, you know, I saw where the the ball drops on New Year's. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, it was remarkable, actually. And I'm going to tell you something else. Just as a, an outsider looking in, just as a, a small-town Iowa boy, I walked up to a couple police officers and I said, um, thank you for what you do. I know you're going through a lot. Thank you for what you do. And they thanked me. They thanked me right back. I got to go to St. John's Cathedral. I would say very close to the National Cathedral in Washington, D.C., where I would go for solace and comfort. I would go walk around the cathedral, and I'd stop in the different stations and different areas, and, and I'd pray. And that's what I did, and I prayed um, for my mother who passed away, and um, it was peaceful and beautiful and wonderful. It was really nice. I had a piece of the best damn pizza ever. I had a piece of pizza, you know, Ray's. Everybody says, Ray's, or, you know, go to Ray's, but there's a dozen Ray's, you know. And I went to this one, and I walked in, there were two Hispanic uh, gentlemen working there, and I got a piece of white pizza, which had the creamy mozzarella and then the regular mozzarella, and it was the, the crust was perfect. Now, I'm a Chicago pizza guy, but this pizza pizza was one of the best pieces of pizza I've ever had in my life. It was absolutely glorious. It was absolutely wonderful. I got to see WABC studio stand outside the building um, where Rush Limbaugh started his uh, syndicated broadcast career and where I will be filling in. Thank you very much. And I got to go to Hofstra University, which has one of the most amazing broadcast facilities in the country. But more importantly, the most amazing students, driven, driven, excellent students at Hofstra University. And I got to speak on a panel for um, the talk radio 
After 30 years in broadcasting, I am an overnight success. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I understand why people wear t-shirts that say I love New York. It reminded me of going to Chicago when I was 21 years old for the very first time and going, wow, and looking up at the buildings and going, wow. And when I stood at the base of the Empire State Building, a, a building that I have admired since I was seven or eight years old, I stood there and I went, wow, it was cool. I'm worried about New York. The, I, I can't believe that uh, Bill de Blasio is the mayor of this, this town, honestly. And what really bothers me is I saw all the political ads. New York residents are ready to reinvest in failure. That's the thing that really bothered me the most. Why so many people are leaving states like New York because of bad Democrat leadership. And it's sad because it's a pretty cool place. It's a pretty cool place. Anyway, I'll, uh, I'll share more on social media and whatnot, but um, it was cool to go to, uh, go to New York City. It was cool to go to New York City. I wanted to go to the uh, firehouse that had uh, the Ghostbusters were in and, and do some other stuff like that, but I didn't get a chance to. I was going to go to the top of the rock, but they wanted 40 bucks to go to the top of a building. I was like, no, nah, nah, nah. this, is, this is about being a Midwesterner. Oh, and everything is stupid expensive. A glass of wine at LaGuardia. Are you ready for this? A glass of cheap Chilean Chardonnay. 30 bucks. The tax and the gratuity. The guy literally, he poured the wine. It took him two seconds. He made five bucks. <laughs> I mean, seriously, if you want to make some money, you honestly, you should go to just work at a LaGuardia as a bartender uh, because you're going to make a fortune because it's the, the tip is automatic. So things are stupid expensive in New York City. Um, but I, I liked it. I liked it. I liked the city. I liked the energy. I liked meeting people. It was cool. It was cool. A small town Midwest boy. Gets to go to New York City in his early 50s. So, kind of weird, kind of weird. So, uh, President Biden's at the G7 looking like a fool. Looking like a confused old man. Reporters waited three hours for him before he appeared in a late press conference in Brussels on Monday. The press conference lasted 25 minutes and he was uh, given selected reporters. Selected reporters were given the opportunity to ask him questions and uh, he fumbled and bumbled his way through it. He's done that through the entire uh, G7. And honestly, guys, the world gets it. Here is uh, Joe Biden confusing Libya with Syria. For example, uh, in, uh, in Libya, we should be opening up the, 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 the passes to be able to go through and provide uh, provide uh, um, food assistance and economic assi I mean, vital assistance to wow. uh, a population that's in real trouble. I think I'm going to try very much hard to, uh, it, it is, and by the way, there's places where, I shouldn't be starting off and negotiating in public here, but let me say it this way. Russia has engaged in. This is the leader of the United States of America. The greatest engine of economic and individual freedom in the history of mankind. Activities which are, we believe, are contrary Lord. to international norms. But they have also um, uh, bitten off some real problems they're going to have trouble chewing on. And, for example, the rebuilding of, uh, of, uh, of Syria, of, uh, of Libya, of, you know, this is, they're there. And as long as they're there without the ability to bring about some order. Oh, my Lord in heaven. Honestly. Honestly. And you know what? I, I really could care less what the world thinks of us. Because honestly, most of the world is ruled by despots and corruptocrats.
But um, this guy really, uh, honestly, Joe Biden is a joke, is a an absolute joke, absolute joke, fumbling and bumbling, fumbling and bumbling. Here he is uh, talking about uh, Putin and Vladimir Putin would crush him under his heel like a, a, a burning cigarette. Uh, here he is, uh, literally a deer in the headlights moment where he couldn't even speak for 10 seconds. This is unreal. What do you say to Vladimir Putin? <laughs> Answer the first question. <laughs> I'm laughing too. They actually. Uh, God, what, really? What? I. Well, look. I mean, he has made clear that. Uh, you know, this man. He said. He said. Uh, he told Vladimir Putin he was a killer and all this stuff, and he lied. It, it was nonsense. He's a. He is a paper tiger. He talks trash, but then when he's actually with Putin, he will. He'll put his little tail between his legs and he'll walk away. He talks trash. He talks smack, and he lies. Uh, There's the deer in the headlights. Uh, uh, nothing. Nothing. Listen. The answer is, wow. I believe he is in the past essentially acknowledged that he was. Uh, essentially acknowledged. There are certain things that he would do or did do. But look, um, when I was asked that question on air, I answered it honestly. But it's not much of a I, I, I don't think it matters a whole lot in terms of this next meeting we're about to have. The second question was. Really. Wow. Be wow, 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 wow. Uh, here he is uh, saying that Putin is not a killer, basically backing up. He talks trash. He talks tough. And then when he's confronted by the actual leaders, uh, he backs up. Cecilia Vega of ABC. Oh, yeah, there's a hand-picked, hand-picked. Thank you so much, sir. Good evening. Um, you mentioned your sit-down with Vladimir Putin and, and Russian aggression that came up in your conversations today. I'd like to ask you two questions, if I may, on that front. Um, is it your sense walking into this meeting that Americans back home shouldn't expect much in terms of an outcome? Could you provide some specifics on what a successful meeting would look like to you? Are there going to be specific concessions? Can you also tell us your middle name? Do you remember that? You want Putin to make, and then I'll just give you my, my follow-up right now. You've met Vladimir Putin before. What have you learned about him that informs how you approach this sit-down with him? And what's Don't you hate it when questions go on for like 10 minutes? Mindset walking into a meeting with a former KGB agent who you've said has no soul. I'll tell you all that when it's over. Look. You, you talk smack, you talk tough, and now you've got to go meet the guy. I've been doing this a long time. And you failed all the way. The last thing anyone would do is negotiate in front of the world press as to how he's going to approach a critical meeting with... I really can't take anymore. Uh, I really can't. I really can't. Uh, he called Putin a uh, bright and worthy adversary instead of a killer. And he said he will respond in kind to aggression while taking questions uh, from pre-approved reporters. Pre-approved reporters. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. Oh, by the way, the uh, this is from Newsmax, by the way, Newsmax.com, which is growing uh, 177% growth in the last year, Newsmax.com. 60% of American voters believe the mainstream media protects Joe Biden by not asking tough questions.
Zogby found nearly half of U.S. voters feel the president is taking credit for actions made by former President Donald Trump. Well, no kidding. Asked if the country was headed in the right direction, 51% responded it was. 43% said that it was on the wrong track, and it is on the wrong track. And dear God in heaven, you 51% of people who think it's on the right track, honestly, seriously, are you high? Unbelievable. Subgroups who thought Biden was taking credit for Trump's accomplishments, Republicans, 76 percent, rural voters, 67, voters age 65 plus, 61, men, 57, white voters, 55, baby boomers, 55, Walmart shoppers. <laughs> that's that's me. Hey, listen, I'm a Republican, a rural voter. Uh, I'm a man and I'm white. Holy hell. Look at all that. I'm not a baby boomer. I'm a generation X. I'm like five of those things. They should have just talked to me. Honestly, they should have just talked to me because I uh, seriously, I mean, I represent, I represent, yeah, people think that uh, that Joe Biden gets softballs and he does. It's fairly obvious. It's fairly obvious. Here is uh, Matt Schlapp talking to uh, Rob Schmidt on Newsmax about Joe Biden's fumbling and bumbling and pathetic, pathetic appearance at the G7. The problem with Joe Biden is he's been doing this his whole life. He's not going to get better. No. He's probably going to get worse. And so he's my president. He's your president. Like, he's got to do a good job overseas. Matt, he's not going to get better. He's 78 years old and he has dementia. And so uh, that's why the staff is trying to prevent him from answering any questions. Because he really can't answer them. That was That's a terrible performance. And I just hope they don't replicate it. They're going to have to keep him under lock and key yeah. even more. And by the way, when Nancy Reagan said to Ronald Reagan, under in hushed tones, and said they were doing the best they could about a scandal... It was an international scandal that the first lady was actually answering the question for the president. Here you have Jill, Jill Biden basically leading the guy off, yeah. you know, off that platform. Yeah. It was not a good moment. Not a good, not a good moment. Not a good moment, by the way. Uh, it was so cool, by the way. Just, 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 just an aside to be on the Newsmax studio where Rob Schmidt sat. That was really cool. That was really cool. I got to see the, the control room. I got to see everybody who works there and see the incredible incredible professionalism behind the scenes who make it amazing. I mean, honestly, wow, wow, wow. What an organization Chris Reddy has built. And it was kind of funny. If you ever see the uh, the movie Network from the 80s, it was. It was hectic and it was glorious and it was wonderful to watch them get the air product on the air. Uh, honestly, wow. <laughs> Just, I'm, I'm honored to be a part of my show, my show that I record in my little home studio, this little home that I built myself. I've got my, my three greatest accomplishments, my uh, marriage, my children, and my studio. And then I get to walk with these people is uh, just crazy. Just awesome. Wake Up America talked to uh, Gordon Chang about China at the G7. Of course, uh, Joe Biden always willing to talk trash. Let's just real quick just say China owes the world trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars and millions of lives. China needs to be held accountable for what they did to the world. They did it. They messed around. They messed around with science. They engineered a virus that was made to kill people, and it was unleashed, whether purposefully or not, on the world. China should be taken down for what they have done to the world. Joe Biden, of course, will only throw softballs at China. Gordon, during the summit, some big news was the world leaders vowing to confront China over the origins of the coronavirus. Do you think we will actually get transparency from China over this issue now? 
No, uh, we won't get transparency from China, Rachel, but it might not matter because, first of all, I think the Chinese people might tell us. We've had a number of defectors, including Li Mingyong. I think that probably will be others. Also, I think we're going to be moving from a lab leak theory to looking at the genome itself. A number of virologists have said there's evidence of splicing. Once you have evidence of splicing... China unleashed it on the world, guys. It's obvious that this... Donald Trump was right. ...come from a lab. And because of that, I think that's the direction we're going. And we're going to see real costs on China. Not now, but eventually, because it'll become evident that this was a biological weapon that got out of the lab. China is an evil empire. They are. China is an evil empire. I remember when Ronald Reagan said the Soviet Union was an evil empire, and I was scared. I was a kid in junior high. I was like, what are you doing? Are you trying to start a war? But he was right. China needs to be toppled. The good people of China need to be in charge. Unfortunately, that's probably not going to happen anytime soon if Tiananmen Square was a bellwether for things to come. Yeah. So I got a special guest today. Yeah. Diamond and Silk. They absolutely rock. Diamond and Silk, uh, honestly, two of the greatest people I have ever known in broadcasting. Let's give them a call, see what's on their minds this morning, shall we? Oh, yeah, I'm here. How are you guys? We're doing good. How are you? There, there are days that you just kind of go, I, uh, I get so frustrated and angry with this president. You got the uh, G7 summit. You've been watching this uh, this business with the president of the United I, States. It, oh, my I, Lord. I, I just seen snippets of, of little stuff, and I think it's really sad. That's hard to watch. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I mean, uh, we look so weak. The United States. You know, where, where, where we go, the rest of the world follow. Now the rest of the world have nothing to follow because we, we really look weak. Yeah. I think that we are broadcasting weakness throughout the entire world with regard to uh, our foreign policy. Uh, you know, we've learned a lot of things since the last time I spoke to you. We've learned that everything that Donald Trump has said has been true, whether it be with regard to Russian collusion, with regard to the Wuhan virus. And now we're looking at the 2020 election and people are still saying that if we doubt the election results, we are insane. But I think that's the next domino to fall. What are your thoughts? Oh, that is the next domino to fall. I see forensic audits. I see other states wanting to do forensic audits as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that people need to come clean. And I tell people, let's take baby steps. You don't want us to call, mention anything about fraud. Okay, here's my theory. Was, or my thing, was constitutional laws broken? Was the law broken? If the law was broken when it comes to our free, supposed to be free and fair elections, Mm-hmm. Everything should have been halted to see what happened, how did it happen, why did it happen, so it'll never happen again. That's right. When you take it, you bring in balance over in the middle of the night, you are breaking our laws. That's yep. right. Because that's not supposed to happen. Yep. So you can't take and do this undercover stuff and then bully us into silence and tell us we can't speak about it. That's right. This it, is the United States of America. Guys, we I, have constitutional rights, our First Amendment gives us the right to free speech so we should be able to talk about it i want to know i want my facebook page back and i want my youtube page back because all i did was say that maybe the virus might have come from china i want my voice back on those social media networks i was right about this stuff have you guys have you guys experienced that same sort of social media censorship 
Okay, well, let me tell you what they're doing now. Yes. They have our page locked where no one can like and follow our page. And now they're purging our two point, it was 2.4 million. They got rid of 100,000. Oh, Now we're down to 2.3 million. So they're purging our page, but they really won't give us a reason why. That's right. And they won't even let it grow. I mean, we could be up to four or five million people by now, but they won't won't even let it grow. They keep it throttled down Mm -hmm. and they, they take and, and just remove people, purge it. And, 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 and when you think about it, a lot of stuff we've been fact-checked on and, and so told that it was conspiracy theories or misinformation, it's turned out that it's the truth and it's factual mm-hmm. information. So what are they going to do about that? You know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think that uh, it's time for Facebook to really to become uh, uh, the book without the pages because uh, <laughs> the way that they've done things, uh, it seems to be, to me, illegally. Well, let me just say this here. I think that any corporation operating in the United States of America mm-hmm. and deny people their freedom of speech should not operate in the United States of America. That's right. We have a Congress that swore on the Bible mm-hmm. to uphold the Constitution. Mm-hmm. So why are you allowing these corporations to get away with this? Now, now here's, here's, I know that. They, go ahead. But here's the thing about Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff is that they are not constitutionally bound by the First Amendment. However, they did lead us to believe that they would allow freedom of expression. So I literally, I've had pages on Facebook like 12 years, and they have led us to believe that they were nonpartisan and they were uh, they would allow freedom of speech. And now they are canceling us after we have invested in them and we have invested in millions and millions of followers. And that is unfair. That is universally unfair. Let me ask you this, guys. Are you looking at other platforms? I know Donald Trump is considering another platform. Are you looking at other platforms to possibly build beyond Facebook, Twitter, and uh, and YouTube? Oh, absolutely. We have chat at C-H-A-T-D-I-T.com. Okay. Uh, we're over there on Frank Speech. Uh, we right. love that platform. And, uh, we also and, join... Yeah, so that's where we're at. We're at Chatted and Frank Speech, um, and we're going to have a place to voice our opinion. But if you have any type of corporation and any type of platform that's not governed by the Constitution, why do they have a business here in America? Let me say it like this here. If they can go off author a baker for not baking a cake Mm -hmm. for a gay couple, Mm -hmm. okay, Mm -hmm. you mean they can't go author Facebook for censorship? Like, uh, 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 I don't, I don't want to hit. They operate in the United States of America. We have constitutional laws. That's right. And those constitutional laws should be upheld. That's just like me saying, well, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm a private business, so you can't protest. Mm. Yeah. No, 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 no. You still no, got no. a constitutional right you to protest. You still have a constitutional right to protest. <laughs> right. right. Oh, no, I'm, I know I'm going to light a fire right now if I ask you this, but I'm going to go ahead and ask it anyway. What do you think about Kamala Harris laughing at Lester Holt when <laughs> he suggested that you go visit the board? <laughs> Go. <laughs> but not only did she laugh, but she also lied about it uh, as well. I think she, look, to me, she looked like a deer caught in headlights. Yes, She's yes. weighing over her head. Yes. And I don't know who who's writing a script for her, because mm-hmm. evidently she's not reading she's it. She's not reading it. I mean, because she just, she looks pitiful. Mm-hmm. I mean. Well, maybe her, she is reading it. Oh, and this is how they got it going. <laughs> this is supposed to be the representation of our of our country. This is 
supposed to be the vice president of the United States. That's right. And people get mad at Diamond and Silk because, oh, you shouldn't talk about her because she's a black woman. But where were you all at when she was running for president and she only got, what, 4%? Yeah. <laughs> Is that? Yeah. yeah. Where was all of you all at then? Let me tell you something. If you win something and you win it fair and square, then I'll give you your roses. But when you do undercoverly things yep. and think I'm supposed to respect you and praise you and look up to you, it's an absolute no for me. I will take and talk about you like you stole a government mule. Yeah. I want to tell you something, guys. I uh, I got to go to New York City for the very first time in my life last week, and I got to go to the Newsmax studio. And I know you and I, we've talked about critical race theory, and we've talked about the police and all this. And I, I walked up to two police officers, and I thanked them for what they do. One was a white man. One was a black man. One was outside of St. John's Church. One was down near uh, Times Square. And, and you know what? I talked to all sorts of people, black, white, and otherwise, and I didn't see black people hating white people, and I didn't see white people hating black people. Your thoughts on that? Because I think, I think there's all of this is blown up in the media. All of this division is blown up in the media. But I saw none of that. It's media propaganda. Yep. They want to divide us, okay? They want to keep it out there. There's a saying that if you hear something long enough, you will start to believe it, okay? That's true. Whenever they pump that stuff in the news, people think that that is true. And it's not true. This is what they want you to do. They want to divide and conquer. They want right. to, they, they're trying to dismantle, disrupt, and destruct our, our society is what they're trying to do. Exactly. And we as the people can't allow that to happen. That's why I keep telling people, drop all of this party affiliation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because to me, after looking at all of this, it seemed like it's one dirty bird with two corrupt wings. That's right. It's time for us to get on the same side. Because yeah. at the end of the day, we are Americans. Amen. When we see how they're trying to divide us, we have to stand together. We have to fight together. Whether you're a liberal or a conservative, a Democrat or a Republican, yeah. no matter your party affiliation, no matter the color of your skin, at the end of the day, the only thing we know is freedom, and we want to keep those freedoms. That's right. Oh, guys, it's so good to talk to you guys today. And I've got a good buddy who lives out in South Carolina. If I ever get out there, I want to come and I want to cook for you at some point. <laughs> love it. I love it. All right, God Thank bl- you, Rob. Thank you for having us. God bless you guys. Talk to you soon. God bless. All right, see you. Bye-bye. Diamond and Shelf just uh, honestly, just totally kick butt. Uh, just really, really cool people. And uh, and what an honor to have them on the, the show. I really appreciate that. Let's move on to some other stuff. Uh, Maine's Democrat Governor Janet Mills has announced a back-to-work program on Monday, which will give people who join the workforce a one-time payment. Okay, so uh, governors have decided that if you get off your rear end and go to work, that government is going to pay you. Honestly, nonsense. This is nonsense. This is a waste of money. The state's program will be providing the employers the funds to give a one-time $1,500 payment for eligible workers who start jobs between June 15th and June 30th. People who start a job in July will be receiving a $1,000 payment for eligible workers to help encourage unemployed Maine people to return to their workforce. Here's the deal. How about cut off their unemployment benefits and have them go to work? How about that? Honestly, are you kidding me? The government is stepping into the private industry to get you off of your A-word to go to work 
and give you $1,500 of my money. Honestly, I just, I honestly, I have no words for this. This is not about government. This is about people getting off their butts and going to work. And they shouldn't be rewarded for just getting off their butts and going to work. Honestly, call this my uh, conservative uh, Midwestern background as far as work is concerned. Starting working when I was like 11 or 12. <laughs> I mean, wow. You have to work. You know, it, it, it kind of uh, sucks sometimes. You got to make a living. I mean, it's not easy. I work in radio. Not anymore, thank you. Because mm-hmm. radio is awful. Well, I shouldn't say radio is awful. Just the people who run it. <laughs> that said, I still have to get up and go to work. I had to sell cars for a living for a couple of years to make ends meet. Do you think I like going from interviewing people like Dave Chappelle and Adele to wearing a tuck-in shirt, which I hate, and selling cars? You think I wanted to do that? No. Did I get a bonus from the government for doing it? No. Electronic versions of vaccine cards are coming to California. These are vaccine passports. These are, well, there are words that I, that I can say. I could compare them to a certain uh, place in history that the world was. Oh, I don't know, about 1939 to about 1945, but I'm not going to. You won't be able to go to concerts. You won't be able to go to restaurants. You won't be able to go to work unless you take the government vaccine in California. Are you cool with that? Because <laughs> I'm not cool with that. It's none of your business whether I have a vaccine. It is none of your business. My medical history. This is absurd. This is something we have never seen in our history, and it is unacceptable. It is absolutely unacceptable. Absolutely unacceptable. Wake up. Bill de Blasio is pandering. He's going to put together a, a ticker tape parade to celebrate the city's health care heroes and essential workers. Yeah, this is going to happen on uh, 11 o'clock in the morning on July 7th. In the uh, Canyon of Heroes, the parade will kick off in Battery Park, end up with a ceremony in City Hall Park. This year that we've been through, uh, it has literally been the greatest crisis in the history of New York City. We were knocked down, but we got back up, and that's something to celebrate with the city. So he is going to pander, pander with a parade that features uh, floats with groups of healthcare workers, first responders, educators, municipal workers, transportation workers, grocery and bodega workers, and delivery people. Honestly, um, you just have to make a living. Throughout the COVID crisis, I had to go to work. I had to meet people. I don't need to be uh, celebrated. You know who needs to be celebrated? How about people who go abroad to different countries and, and risk their lives? And come back with PTSD like my nephew who came back from Afghanistan after watching his best friend die. Honestly, you do what you got to do. You do what you got to do. And as far as getting a ticker tape parade because you showed up for work. What about Home Depot workers? What about Walmart workers? What about all those people? Why weren't there a massive body pits behind a Walmart with regard to people having to go to work? Because the whole thing is nonsense. <laughs> this is the ultimate. This is honestly, this is the. This is just a, a wow. <laughs> I just, I, I mean, I, really? Really, Bill de Blasio? 
you've destroyed New York. I mean, you've really destroyed New York. And now, um, <laughs> you, I guess you're, you're trying to uh, make up for the awfulness that you've, you've caused. John Bachman on uh, Newsmax had Vito Vassello. He is a uh, businessman also running for, I guess, alderman or an office in New York, talking about how Bill de Blasio has wrecked the place. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the movie we're watching in, uh, in New York City right now, and by extension, the folks on Staten Island is, uh, is like the Titanic, uh, too. You know, we saw it in the early 1990s, murder out of control, crime out of control. Uh, but with good policing and responsible policing, uh, the great men and women of the New York City Police Department and good, good politics and policies, uh, we got the city back. For those who are listening in New York City, and I know that there are many of you doing that, will you do me a favor? If you see a... New York City police officer, will you go to them and thank them? Thank them for what they do. It's time to fight back against this nonsense. This nonsense that the police are somehow racist or white supremacist or whatever. It's nonsense. And if you if you are supporting it, you are supporting the decay and the decline of America's big cities. Thank them. I don't care where you are. New York City, I don't care where you are. Thank a police officer. It's time to fight back against this nonsense. Right. We, have, we put emphasis on victims and not criminals. Uh, we made our community safer. We helped our businesses grow. Uh, but now we're seeing uh, t- the Titanic, too, and the people of Staten Island are like attached to a rowboat to that sinking ship. So to answer your question, it can get worse. You know, in choosing uh, these folks who are running for, for mayor, it's almost like which leg do you want to be broken, your left leg or your right ah. right leg? And frankly, John, you know, that's one of the reasons I came out of sort of the private sector to run again for Staten Island Borough President, uh, because the half a million people or so in Staten Island deserve to be safe. Crime is in insane levels right now and getting worse. Uh, we have people running for uh, for office who want to outdo each other and defund the police. We should be refunding the police and, and bring these communities back to the people who make it so strong. Innocent victims, not criminals. The video you just showed is just one example yeah. of what happens every single day. Absolutely. And it's a shame because uh, it could be a really brilliant city. I really, really, uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed New York. I know, weird. I enjoyed it. I felt an energy that I have not felt in a long time with regard to a city, and it is so pathetic that Bill de Blasio is ruining it. It's an amazing place. New York's an amazing place. It really is. I asked black people for directions. I asked white people for directions. I didn't have anybody tell me that they hate me because of the color of my skin. I'm just a kid from Iowa. Maybe I'm a little too optimistic, but I saw people that were wearing hard hats that if you were trapped under building wreckage, they'd jump in. I saw people that would save your life. I really, truly believe that. And I talked to them all. I I hope to go back to New York City and, and just talk to people. Because we need to come together. And America is fundamentally good. And everybody who says America is not fundamentally good, well, y'all can suck it. Because honestly, uh, you're worthless. AOC, you're worthless. Ilhan Omar, you're worthless. The rest of the squad, you are worthless. I still saw American flags in New York City. I still saw American flags everywhere in New York City. And I quite honestly, 
it is time for a revolution to reclaim our national identity as the greatest engine of economic and individual freedom in the history of mankind. It is time to start defending it. Shut the haters up. Shut the idiots up who would say you can't say it's Christopher Columbus Day. You can't say it's Christmas. You can't to say that, that the, a manhole cover is not, it has man in it, so you have to get rid of it. It's time to end this idiocy. Honestly. Here's John Bachman talking to Seth Barron. He is a uh, uh, journalist talking about how he doesn't think New York's going to be able to turn around. Here's the problem in New York City is that the progressives over the last eight years have codified chaos. Mm. They've yeah. changed the laws yeah. to the extent that even if we got a really strong law and order mayor uh, who came into office like a Giuliani, there's a lot that he wouldn't be able to do. Uh, bail reform at the state level has made it that criminals are almost instantly released, even if they've committed violent crimes. Um, you know, the diaphragm law, qualified immunity, these have all restrained what the police can do. Uh, they've decriminalized public urination, littering, jumping the turnstile, smoking pot. You know, so quality of life has deteriorated heavily. Essentially, the police are uh, on guard and they know that there's not that much they can do. And if they do do it, they can get in a lot of trouble. For it. Here's the deal. I don't care where you live. Support your police. I don't care what, where you live. If it's the Midwest, if it's the West Coast, if it's the East Coast, I don't care. Support your police. It is incredibly, 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 incredibly important. Greg Kelly talked to uh, Corey Lewandowski about uh, Joe Biden being a uh, an embarrassment on the national stage. Here is a little sample. You know, when you when you look back on the beginning of this campaign and you saw what Donald Trump outlined, there were a few people who stood by us the entire time. Bruce was one of them. So it's great to be on. But, you know, look at the way the media has uh, has just actually uh, talked about Hunter Biden in the last few days. He uses the (laughs) N word. No mention of it whatsoever. Uh You know, the cicada on Joe Biden's neck got more media attention than than Hunter Biden's use of the N-word. And now, of course, the laptop controversy continues. They said it was a mistake when they banned the New York Post from running that story. Donald Trump has been right time and time and time again. And what we are seeing is buyer's remorse. We see people who said, you know what, I didn't really like Trump's rhetoric, so I'm going to vote him out of office. And Joe Biden gets in there. And what are we seeing? Buyer's remorse from everybody in America who wants to put America first. Those people who said it's okay to stand up for the flag and kneel for God. Joe Biden has been a laughing stock on the international stage uh, in the last few days. We've seen it in his body language and the way the other world leaders have treated him. It's time to bring tough leadership back home. That's why I'm looking forward to the 2024 election cycle already. Oh, I am too, actually. It can't happen soon enough. I need you to support our law enforcement. America needs this. We are seeing some amazing things happen at school board meetings around the country with people saying, nonsense! We love America. We're not racist. We're not homophobic. We're not transphobic. It's nonsense. There is a great awakening happening. We got to stop this. Now, it's going to happen in 2022, it's going to happen in 2024, but you have to do something about it today. 
you need to come up to a police officer and say, thank you for what you do. I can't imagine what you're going through. And to those people who would hate the police and those people who would uh, twerk on the top of a police car, knock them off. Oh, by the way, Hunter Biden is reportedly now engaged as a full-time artist, is working with a Soho art dealer, George Berger, to hold an exhibition in New York in the coming months with prices for his paintings. <laughs> Are you ready for this? Ranging from $75,000 to uh, $500,000 for Hunter Biden, who is a scumbag. He is an awful human being. I can say that. I, I mean, honestly, I got to be careful about what I say with regard to some people. I can't call him this and that. Uh, Hunter Biden's a scumbag. He's an awful, awful human being. He's a crack addict. He, he knocked up a, a stripper. He's an awful person. He's a really not. He's not a good person. I mean, you look at bellwethers for what is good and what is bad. Hunter Biden is not a good person. He's not a good person. Honestly, if I had one of the strikes against me that Hunter Biden has, uh, then I would be branded an awful person. Hunter Biden is a terrible human being. He's a really, really awful, awful person. The New York Post uh, says that Berger, the people who uh, put the guy who's putting together the art uh, display, has some ties to China. Oh, <laughs> that's weird. That's crazy. The art dealer reportedly regularly features works by Chinese artists and told Chinese Network that he was keen to open other art galleries in Beijing and Shanghai in 2015. So a little bit of wow. This is kind of interesting. Hunter came under criticism for his lucrative business dealings with state-owned entities in China. This is according to Breitbart. News uh, senior editor and Secret Empire's author Peter Schweitzer, who I really admire in China, Hunter travels with his father in 2013 aboard Air Force Two. While his father is meeting with Chinese officials, Hunter Biden is doing we, we don't know what. But the evidence becomes clear because 10 days after they return to Washington, D.C., his small boutique investment firm, Rosemont Seneca, gets a $1 billion deal. The Government Accounty, uh, Accountability Institute, the GAI, president explained during the 2019 appearance with Sean Hannity, that's $1 billion with a B, <laughs> later expanded to $1.5 billion, and that deal is with the Chinese government, he explained. It's a deal that nobody else in China, Goldman Sachs, Bank of America, Deutsche Bank, and nobody could even imagine, could even imagine. We have the most corrupt president in office in the history of mankind. We do, guys. It is really, 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 really crazy. Here's Greg Kelly. He um, covered a, uh, a a graduation speech by a school board member in, I believe it's either Fairfax or Loudoun County, Virginia. And she called for jihad, which is a, a holy war against infidels. And, and nobody noticed. This is Abrar Omish. She is a school board member in Fairfax County, Virginia. She spoke at a recent high school graduation mm. with a very peculiar message for the students. The world sees the accolade, the diploma, the fruit of all your years. Yet be reminded of the details of your struggle. Recuerden la lucha y que ustedes ya la vencieron. Tadakkaru nidal wal jihad alladhi qaddamtumuhu litatuhuna. Jihad, holy war. And she's uttering that word about seven miles from the Pentagon, where huh. a lot of people died on huh. September 11, 2001. Yeah. This is a 20-something who, by the way, looks a lot like AOC, doesn't she? 
My objections have nothing to do with her religion or her garb or anything like that. Hey, it's, uh, this is America. It's open to everybody. But her ideas, they are dangerous. They are anti-American. And they're just out there and nobody seems to care. Yeah, it's kind of weird that way, right? Kind of weird that way. Trying to think what I need to cover before I go because uh, we've gone a little bit long today. We've had a, uh, I think, a, a wonderful show. I've enjoyed this. Jim Jordan actually was on Newsmax talking about Donald Trump and his prospects for uh, 2024. Here's what he had to say, and I concur. Oh, yeah, we're going to take back the House in 18 months. I, I, I really believe that's going to happen. And I think President Trump's going to run for reelection uh, in 2024. I think he's going to be the next president of the United States. I think, again, when you look at the Biden administration, they, they don't have, what, what are they going to talk about? The crisis on the border? The fact that inflation is driving. Guys, there, are, there is a fire in the belly of patriotic Americans. It is very obvious. It is very, very, very obvious. And we can't get to 2022 and 2024 soon enough. Up the price of everything, energy prices, the price of, of, of steel, lumber, aluminum, any supply, every you, anything you buy at the grocery store is going. Guys, I went to the store this weekend, and whereas two months ago I bought filet, beef filet, for $7 a pound at a grocery store. The beef prices are stupid. I mean, to the point that, you know, my fantasy is being able to go to the grocery store and buy whatever I want without even looking at the prices, but I have to look for yellow stickers for clearance stuff. And I'm going to tell you, the price of beef is nuts, is absolutely nuts. Even hamburger, nuts. Are they going to talk about the tax increases that are coming? I mean, what have they got to talk about? The only thing they can talk about is January 6th and try to hang on to this lockdown measures that were put in place with COVID. That seems to be what they want to focus on because they got nothing else. This has been the worst. Because Biden is destroying, because Biden is destroying the country. Here, uh, let me go ahead and play this again. Focus on because they got nothing else. This has been the worst five months start of an administration probably in our lifetime, not probably, definitely in our lifetime. We went from a secure border to chaos. We went from energy independence to gas lines. We went from peace in the Middle East to rockets, thousands of rockets being fired on our friend and ally Israel. And then, like I said, tax increases are coming and no wow. employer can find employees today because I've been all over our district wow. and every single employer tells me the same thing. So we're going to take it back. we got to hold them off for now, win back the House, win back the White House and put things back in order. All right, here is uh, John Bachman talking to Donald Trump Jr. about the future. We're going to wrap things up in just a couple of seconds. I got five young kids, and I want them to grow up in a country that I recognize. Uh, I want them to grow up in America, not you know some sort of you know socialist Marxist uh, fake utopia that becomes a, you know a disaster like it has everywhere else that it's been tried. Thank you. So you know, for me, it's worth fighting for. I mean, my father getting into politics was certainly you know a shock to the system, but you know, honestly, uh, America and our freedoms are worth fighting for. So I'm going to stay in the game. I just yeah. I have to do it. If that's what I can do, if I do- we have to fight. And, and I know this may sound like um, hyperbole, but we're winning. We are. We are. We are winning. One final story. A Missouri middle school, school teacher is no longer employed at Springfield Public Schools. I, I lived in Springfield, Missouri, by the way. Uh, there was a video servicing of her berating a male student as a straight jerk butthead and weasel. Apparently over his LGBTQ objection. Now, the problem was that this teacher came in and she brought unicorn rainbow cupcakes and, and only offered them to uh, gay students and not to him. And, you know, all he did was uh, protest and she went after him. She, uh, you know, had him for lunch and uh, she doesn't have a job now. Yay! Well, but just because I support another thing doesn't mean I don't 
support straight people too. Just because I'm Mexican doesn't mean I don't also support black people. Then why don't you give uh, cupcakes to all the kids? Or Irish people. Or ignorant people. <laughs> she pointed at the kid and called him ig ignorant, by the way. Honestly, it is time for kids to fight back against this nonsense. Remember that uh, Pink Floyd song? We don't need no education. We don't need no false control. Well, honestly, it's kind of like that right now with leftist teachers cramming crap down kids' throats. Would you like a special unicorn cupcake for being straight jerk? Yes. All right, come here. Get a straight jerk cupcake for being a pill. Just oh, you're a straight jerk cupcake. You're a pill because you disagree with uh, being preached at when you should just be teaching reading, writing, and arithmetic. You are annoying. You are very successful. Congratulations. Thanks. What a dip. All right. What? A dip. Uh, no, I think you are actually, ma'am. Like a dipstick, a butthead, a weasel? A dip. A dip, by the way. A dip. Not the other word. A weasel. Paint my butt? <laughs> We don't need to edit it. It's a, it's a dip. This summer is... Not D word for Richard. Goodbye. Go teach somewhere else. Goodbye. 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 Go to Starbucks. Huh? Give you something. Thank you. You're welcome. Everybody's welcome to a unicorn cupcake. Nope. Everybody's uh, welcome to a unicorn cupcake. You know, I think I'll just pass on the cupcake thing because, you know... Hmm. My slogan is that if dessert were made of meat, then I would eat dessert. So I'm not so big on the old unicorn cupcakes, to be honest. Guys, I want to thank you guys so much for listening this morning. Uh, I really enjoyed my trip to New York. And big things, big things, big things are happening with regard to not only this podcast, which has grown by 900% last month. Do you know why? Because people want to be entertained. People want to be informed. People want to be motivated. Rush Limbaugh passed away this year, and there are many who are attempting to fill that void. It's not going to get filled. But if you are looking for opinion and entertainment and comedy, you're going to get it here. You're not going to get it, usually not anywhere else. So I thank you for joining me, guys. If you would, please subscribe to Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Rob Carson. Uh, actually, actually, it's the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe there. Write a five-star review. It would be really cool if you did that. It would mean uh, the world to me. But honestly, we are getting about 60,000 downloads per day. That is growing exponentially. Please share with other people. And, and honestly, feel good about this. Because we have a lot of things to feel good about. It's time to fight back against the negatives, all right? God bless you guys. Have a glorious day. God bless our police, particularly in New York City. God bless our military. Remember Ashley Babbitt. And above all, don't catch the stupid. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.